Welcome to PI Perspectives. Matt is back at it again today with Wes Bearden from the Bearden Investigative Agency out of Dallas, Texas. Wes, who also is an attorney, has offices in Houston, Texas and New Orleans. Wes drops by the studio to talk about corporate investigations and high net worth investigations. The guys also discuss the National Council of Investigation and Security Services. Wes currently serves as the first vice president of this great nonprofit organization. This episode is brought to you by our new sponsor, Crosstracks Case Management Software. Crosstracks is case management software that is built by investigators for investigators. The robust features allows organizations to manage any size caseload. The system can be customized for all types of cases, including criminal defense, process service, domestics, backgrounds, surveillance, and more. Start your free trial today at crosstracks.co. Not .com, but crosstracks.co. And use promo code PIP20 to receive your second month free. Let's drop in with the guys and get down to this week's business. Here's your host, private investigator, Matt Spare. And welcome to the next episode of PI Perspectives. I want to thank everybody for joining us today and tuning in. I'm sitting down here today with a good friend of mine, Wes Bearden from Bearden Investigative Agency from Texas. Wes is here in New York, and I'm like, drop in, pal, and you're uh, you're going to be on my show. So thanks for joining me here today. Well, thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, glad we, to be here. We're not over the phone today. We're actually sitting across from one another. So that makes <laughs> things easier. So Wes actually operates out of Dallas, uh, Houston, and in New Orleans, Louisiana. That's correct. correct. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So family owned business, right? Family owned. Uh, my father started it in 1972 and, and we've been doing it uh, ever since. So it's, it's, uh, uh, I'm the only family member still uh, involved in it, but uh, some of us have always been involved in it one way or the other. Right. And uh, so, yeah, that's what we've been doing. It's, we've been doing it for a long time. That company's changed over 50 years, like yeah. any company, you know. So it's, uh, but where, we, where we're at now, we love it and we keep at it. So. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I have, um, I have small children, right? So mm. um, I have four kids and they're eight and under, but they're already in it. Right, they're mm-hmm. already they know all what daddy does, and and um, I, I write some articles. They're, my oldest is actually reading them. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, I was in a book recently. Uh, I wrote a chapter for it, and he just grabbed my book and started reading it. I'm like, all right, some of the other chapters talk about murder, so let's <laughs> slow your roll there, pal. Well, yeah, you know, I, I I like I told you earlier, I've been doing this since I was 16 years old, and uh, sometimes voluntarily, sometimes by coercion, cheap but uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, family is cheap labor, but but. You, you know that's probably where my love came of it, sure. and I really, really had a a, a love of this, and and it's uh, probably my pa- I mean, it is my passion by far. So yeah, and your dad was an interesting guy. You were telling me so former CIA. Uh, yeah, he worked for the CIA. Uh, got recruited right out of college. <laughs> Wound up working for them for a few years, but really didn't have an interest in working for the government. You know, so he kind of left there, right. and uh, uh, began getting hired by a number of. of uh, people who would call him up just to to get him to get involved in cases. Right. Uh, one of those was the Watergate case. He interviewed a couple of witnesses in in that case, and then he uh, wound up getting into some very high profile cases in the in the Dallas Fort Worth area. Right. I worked for Resource Haynes for many years, and uh, 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 several other very prominent criminal defense lawyers there. And then one thing led to another, and just kind of ballooned. 
That's so. great. In 72, right? That's when he started in 1972. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. I yeah. was uh, born the year after. <laughs> so I wasn't even around. That's yeah. cool. You decided at, at some point, I guess, that this is what you wanted to do, right? How, how did that work out? Yeah, well, you know, like I said, I'd always been in it since I was a kid. I worked my way through college doing it. And, um, you know, everything from doing the surveillances to backgrounds to interviews to everything. And uh, then I went, you know, I got my law degree and I, I became a lawyer. And, you know, I, I'll never, I'll, I'll remember this. You know, my dad's been dead now for oh, about eight, nine years. And, and he brought me in. He said, now, listen, now that you have your law degree, go practice law for about three or four years. Uh, try a whole bunch of cases. You'll hate it. And then after that, come back and have some fun. Right. And he was right. Yeah. And uh, so uh, I, I did that. Now, I actually am still trying cases today. <laughs> do, you, do you still hate it? <laughs> no, actually, I've, I found a good happy medium of, okay. <laughs> between being a lawyer and being an investigator. Okay. And, and it's, it's, it, this last probably three or four years has really come into its own. And it, it's really gotten to where it's, it's, a, it's a good balance for me and my company, my family and everything. So. I never really realized how many investigators have that lawyer background. Um, I, I know a couple, but it, it seems the more that I branch out um, to different association events and, you know, I travel different areas. I'm actually meeting other guys that are, that are attorneys also, and it's, it's impressive. Yeah, you know, that, that used to not be the case, but uh, now you're right. There are, there are probably, still it's probably a couple of handfuls of people, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, maybe I, I can't think of more than... 10 or 15, you know, or so, but yeah, that it, it's a great skill. I, I find it's uh, highly demand for clients. I mean, everything I do, I can't think of any case that we have right now or that we haven't had in the last year or two that hasn't gone to some type of adjudication, whether it's a trial uh, or in front of a judge or in front of a government committee. And so just having that background, understand how the evidence works, understand right. you know, you how to argue that. It legitimately helps. give legal advice. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and you can see those things coming too. And, and th- there's a plus and minus <laughs> right, to giving legal advice, you know, <laughs> sometimes you'll get a lot of friends once you get that law degree and you, that you didn't know you had. So. How's your liability insurance? <laughs> <laughs> as high as I can get it. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. So your firm right now, we were talking about this, and you're not mm-hmm. the only attorney in house, right? You have other. No, we have a we. You know, we have about four attorneys right now, and you know, most of those are guys doing investigations, the guys and gals are doing investigation, and some of them actually still try cases too. But uh, uh, but even in the cases that we take as lawyers, they're they're fact investigative intensive. You know, right. they're cases where the facts are going to matter. Right. I mean, they're going to really matter, and and so that's why we're getting hired, basically. So do you market and solicit cases as an attorney and then keep it in-house doing the investigative work? Or is it more along the lines that a a client is coming to you and there's just a a, a legal aspect that's needed within the investigation? Yeah, you know, it's funny. Not for many years. I mean, our investigation, we're a full-service group, so we do everything from background checks. We have a TSCM group that goes out and does sweeps. Uh, surveillances. I mean, all that. Right. Uh, but I think after I got a, became a lawyer, um, you know, I, I started getting more and more calls by other lawyers. Really, is is the majority of how I get my cases. Who wanted to uh, co counsel with me? Okay, you know, and and affiliate me within a case. It was a large case, whether we were a plaintiff or defense or whoever we represented doesn't really matter. But they, you know, that's that's really how I've been getting most of my my business. We do do advertising. We do do marketing and. And uh, we reach out to, but but most of where I get uh, a good bulk of my business is, is really from either big companies uh, or or lawyers. You right. Know? And you, do you find that 
your work is specific to the um, Texas area or Houston, or you find yourself no. working all over the country? Now, now I'm, I'm finding myself all over the place. You know, uh, that, that, that ebbs and flows over a period of time. I mean, obviously Dallas is our home. It's our biggest, biggest office by far. And, uh, uh we do the most work out of there, but, um, no, I mean, I can, I can tell you now I've got cases, uh, uh, in, uh, Right now, several states here in the United States. I've probably probably around six or eight states, and then I've we've got two or three cases in uh, Europe right now, one in South America that we're we're working. So it it, it uh, I mean it's all over the place. Okay. Yeah, there's not no, not one place. So give me um, give me an example of something interesting that you guys have worked on. <laughs> Don't violate any nunga. Yeah, uh, that's very difficult for me to do. I've got more confidentiality laws than I can shake. But yeah. it, you know, it's. I knew you were going to ask that, and I, I have now resigned myself to say, uh, you know, Tuesday because every week I think you probably get this too. Every week is an interesting case, yeah. and sometimes you go through and you go, wow, that's really interesting. But you, you know, this is your your job, and if it's your job, you're doing this. And you're working as hard as you can at it. And, and I hate to say this, you, you go a week and you forget about that case. And then yeah. another interesting one comes along, you yeah, know. And, yeah, yeah. and uh, But, I, you know, in terms of what's, what's interesting, I mean, you know, we have, um, uh, we're doing a lot of health care fraud right now. Um, that, I don't know, is as interesting as somebody wants to listen to, you know, listening to us make it, oh, that's riveting. Right. But that is riveting to me because it is, uh, you know, the federal government is just uh, bringing these cases left and right right now. It's right. very interesting, you know, type cases. Uh, we do a ton of family law in Dallas. I mean, so you're, you're talking about healthcare fraud. I dabbled in that just a little bit a few years ago. I had a, a plaintiff law firm I do business with uh, that the uh, one of the associates there did pro bono work, right? So he would volunteer to do uh, work with the federal court and mm -hmm. criminal court, right? So he contacted me one day. He said, hey, I, I have this case I'm working on. Uh, it's very interesting. I need you to come in and, and let's talk about it. So I went in and sat down with him. And apparently it was one of these chiropractic facilities, doctor, lawyer, you know, ambulance chasing, like this whole thing going on. And this woman was arrested and she got caught up in this chain of, of all these doctors and lawyers that were doing things they shouldn't have been doing. Her biggest complaint or her, her biggest problem with, with this issue of what she was arrested for was she took money, right? So mm -hmm. they were essentially paying her to treat at a particular facility. And it was very interesting because she was, she was poor. Yeah. Right. And what was also very interesting is she had a legitimate injury. <laughs> like she had herniations in her, in her back and, and all this. But the fact that they offered her, uh, I think it was like $500 or a thousand dollars to, to go treat at this particular facility was a big problem. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And she ended up doing time in jail. And it, oh, it was amazing. Right. So this guy, he, he hired me to go track down uh, people that worked at that facility. And it was very interesting working for the federal government on that end because I had to like put a proposal through uh, mm -hmm. what my hourly is, what I, I projected it to be. And the judge actually had to prove it. Mm -hmm. You know, so they had to like sign off to say, yes, okay, you you know, we'll, we'll pay your, your uh, retainer fee or whatever. To do that, yeah. Right. Which was cool because I knew I'd get paid eventually. Right. But it, w it was so interesting. And she ended up um, taking the plea 
And it's like, she really wasn't wrong. I mean, she did take the money, but if you look at somebody who's in that situation, right, they're mm-hmm. poor. I mean, there was no doubt about it. She was struggling, she was living mm-hmm. in the projects and, and doing whatever. And it's like, I think it was around the holiday times or something. And she was saying like, I just wanted to get that TV for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, wow, you need yeah. time over a TV. Well, you know, it, it, it's, uh, I hate to say it. Why it's interesting to me right now is that uh, the government just wields so much power. You said, you know, she didn't know what's going on. I hate to say this, the federal government doesn't know what's going on. Right. Many times they bring these cases and they, uh, I don't think they understand what the kickback is. They may suspect that there is a kickback. Right. They may suspect that it's violation. And, and, and another real problem with it is that the law, the criminal law around it with this healthcare is Byzantine. I mean, it is. I mean, it is. It will take you $100,000 and a team of lawyers to figure out if your little company who is a pharmacist or a doctor or whatever actually broke the law. Right. And then when you figure that out and then you spent that money, then you got to figure out how to do your defense, which might be 10 times that. And it's crazy. And it's it's really a lot of power the government has. Are they using it the right way? I hope so. Yeah. Do I know that? You know, I've seen a lot of cases they may not have. So right, you, right. It's, it's crazy. So. Translation to all you investigators out there, have liability insurance. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it up to date. <laughs> that's right. But that's what, you know, yeah. those type things uh, are what we get hired on. You know, we do do some criminal defense. It's mostly white collar criminal defense. We do a, a lot of civil litigation. But a lot of the reason we get hired is to know where the line is and not only know where that line is, but walk up to that line, maybe even lean over the line, <laughs> but but know exactly where it is right. you know, and what we can and can't do. What will come into evidence. Right, right. That's great. That's great. Okay. So we're going to jump out real quick and take yeah. a, a sponsor break. When we come back in, I want to talk to you a little bit more about your business and uh, some of the work that you do. Uh, and then I want to jump into um, NCISS. You are on the board of there of uh, that association, so I just wanted yes, to sir. touch on that a little bit. So we're going to step out real quick. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Satellite Investigations, the leading investigation firm in New York City. If you have any investigative work you need done in New York State, please reach out to Satellite at SatellitePI.com. And welcome back to PI Perspectives. This is your host, Matt Spare. I am here today with Wes Bearden from the Bearden Investigative Agency. Uh, welcome back, Wes. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Good. Okay. So we were talking about that nasty uh, Medicare fraud and all that uh, loveliness before we jumped out. Um, riveting. Isn't riveting. It? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's real real <laughs> riveting. I know there was another um, issue we were working on together. You had contacted me with a, a major um, major corporation that was trying to hunt down. Uh, people with regards to uh, like a recall of one of their products. Oh yeah, yeah and that yeah. was that was an interesting thing too, right? We're doing the door knocking and. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. We we uh, I'm sure there's some investigators listening here because we uh, we we had been hired to help uh, a major manufacturer really deal with their um, uh, recall litigation, and not so much their litigation, but with uh, uh, from the government. You know, the government had come down on them on, on some of these these bags, and I, everybody knows what the bags are. The, the Takata airbags, you're talking about bankrupt. Airbags, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and Takata made airbags for. I don't know everybody, and so we have now been. I think this is our 
third year almost now of going in and locating people who own these airbags to get them fixed. Yeah. I, first off, I was impressed that the clients would actually do that. that uh, I think the government's pushing them to do it, but, I, but many of these clients are doing it themselves right. to, to get people, you know, they, they don't want to have another injury, basically. They don't want to see anybody injured. And, you know, we, we talked about those, those vehicles. I mean, there's, I think we've located, I don't know how many, uh, this last round, probably 4,000 different vehicles throughout yeah. the United States and owners and, and actually made real contact with yeah. them. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine that? I, I, <laughs> I didn't even think that was even possible. Right. It's amazing, <laughs> but, right? Yeah, it really is. I mean, it's, and then you got to stick to a budget too, which is the more amazing thing. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You know, no matter how big a case you get, there's always somebody a in a back office <laughs> who's going to write that check and say how much. Yeah. You know, so. <laughs> Tell that Bearden guy he's crazy. <laughs> exactly. 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 No, sir. Right. Um, all right. So some of the other clientele you deal with, uh, high net worth, yeah. worth individuals we talked about. Um, and also violations of non-compete. Like, how do you do that type of investigation? Well, that's that's very interesting. You know, and, and right now it's a big time where that stuff is going on um, uh, with, with these company investigations, these due diligence. I mean, companies are bought and sold every day. Right. And sometimes these companies are, are mom-and-pop shops downstairs that, you know, are bought for $100,000. And sometimes they're bought for $100 million. And when you do that, it's done by contract, and, and there's all sorts of ways those can be, be violated. And a lot of times what we find is, you know, an individual will go to buy a business, and before he buys the business, he'll hire us to check that business out right. because he's buying the whole thing. He's, right. he's not buying just the, the money, but he's buying all the hickeys and the fact that the, the uh, you know, the, the vice president is currently being indicted or that, you know, that they're being sued for X, Y, and Z. Sounds like he's got problems. <laughs> they, yeah, yeah, but that may still be a good business, right. you know? I mean, now's the time to sell. Now's the time to sell. You may be in a buyer's market, but. You know, and then and then you'll find that even the buyer may uh, or the seller may come back into business. We find that all the time. And huge, I mean, a hundred million dollar businesses. We find people who will sell a business, and because particularly technology, and will sell a business. And after they sell it, they'll 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 go back and re, you know get in business again and compete against you know the guy right. they sold it to, even though they're right. not supposed to, with their brother in law or somebody. You know right. that that happens all the time. You yeah. know, and 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 so yeah, we do everything from surveillance. We uh, we uh, uh, you know do detailed backgrounds. One of the most interesting cases I had was a, a company that had been bought for was like I think it was right at one hundred and seventy million, and this was years ago. People had sold it to another group. And uh, they started in business against them. It was a technology business. Yeah. And they were so careful that they set up fake offices all over the country. And they would, they would work from home. And uh, they had they had their own phone lines, and wow. they had a front guy. <laughs> so a boiler room thing going on. No, here. it is, it is. And so one of the, what we did, if we have a minute, is yeah. we had investigators from all over the country would go and pick the trash up. Yeah. And they pick it up from their houses, and they would ship it to Dallas. And in Dallas. We had all these these documents that had been shredded, so they were shredding it, but they weren't crosscut, just regular shredding. Right. And we hired a group of guys, and they would come in at night, and they would start about five o'clock. We provided them all the drinks they wanted, all the food they wanted, and uh, they would put these documents back together, wow. one by that, one. That's a lot of barbecue. That's a lot of barbecue. <laughs> I think I think we wound up we we were impressed with ourselves when we were getting the trash at uh, like twenty pages a day wow. or something like that. Yeah. But we we they would call it game night, sure, because sure, right. <laughs> it was like a game, and that's right. what they did. So. That is pretty amazing. Yeah. So it's Tuesday. I got that story out of you. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it literally is Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> that's cool, man. Mm -hmm. The net worth. 
cases. What, what's that like? What do you typically get hired to do for the high net worth individual? Well, I think I think when you when a high net worth individual calls and hires you, you know, you can kind of categorize it in two or three types. I call it family law, but I, I will tell you, they didn't get high net worth by sitting around. Right. They were they were people usually who were pretty active in their careers. They were out traveling. They may not have been home with their kids. They may not have been home with their wife or spouse. And so they, they, they get into issues where they, they don't know what's going on in their family. Okay. And so we deal with that a lot of times, you know, whether it's their children have, have had issues, whether it's they, uh, uh, you know, they're having marital issues or head into a divorce. Mm-hmm. In Texas, uh, particularly, divorce is, is big business. I mean, it, it, I mean, it's where the big daddy Warbucks gets taken to the courthouse. It didn't right. happen anywhere else but there, maybe L.A., maybe here in New York. Right. No but, comment. <laughs> <laughs> but that happens, that happens quite a bit. But, but, you know, they're also, you know, making investments. They're, they're trying to determine how they're going to use their, their money the right way, who to be with, who they trust or they don't. I mean, it's like mm-hmm. anything. You, you, you gain, garner fame and, and money. People tend to come around you, and sometimes those people aren't genuine. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, I get you. And I'm sure... Uh, you know, those, those checks don't bounce, right? <laughs> well, you hope not, <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know, cause usually it's a lot of work and yeah, yeah that's, uh, that's cool. Okay. So let's jump into the NCISS. That sure. is the, um, one of the reasons actually I wanted to have you in here. So you serve on that board, right? So for the, for the lay people, once you explain the association, what it is, what it does and, and, um, what it, what its goals are going forward. Sure. Yeah. NCISS is national council of investigative security services and, our main purpose, you know, we're a national association of private investigators, and the vast majority of our members are private investigators. And, uh, you know, our, our main purpose is really uh, lobbying. It's government representation, primarily in Washington, D.C., but we also monitor every state. We provide kind of a support to each state association. Uh, the big states, obviously, they have their own, right? New York, California, Florida. Um, uh, Texas, but, but, you know, there are a lot of smaller states that don't have that backbone. They don't have the training. They don't have uh, the money for a lobbyist. And so we, we also assist them in that. So that's really what, what we do kind of moving forward. Our, our goal is really to start merging, not merging. I hate to use that word, but really integrating the national state associations So they're working a little bit better hand in hand. And we, right. we've already started doing that. Right. And uh, with our legislative advisory board, which we've had a tremendous success uh, with it. And if you're listening, you're a member of a state association and they're a member of NCISS, you know, generally we have about four times a year a conference call with their members and with our lobbyists. And we sit down, we talk about types of laws or issues that are coming up uh, that we need to be aware of and we need right. to try to try to deal with or get in front of so that it protects our profession. Yeah. I mean, data privacy is the hot button here, right? Um, yeah. it, it's, it's life's blood for us, right? If we're not able to get information anymore or we're, we're highly regulated, it's going to make our lives a lot more difficult. And you know, it's crazy. I did go down to Washington DC for the, uh, for the yearly meeting. And I was so impressed not only with everybody in the association I met, but just the uh, the lobbyist Keith uh, mm-hmm. was fantastic in explaining everything, and it was uh, it, there's something cool to the hit the hill event, right? You yeah, know? Th- there is. It's it's you know what? It's neat going to where your capital is. Yeah. It's neat actually participating in the yeah. process, walking through the hallways, yeah. and and uh, doing a little sightseeing while you're trying to do a little little yeah. lobbying as well. I was uh, I was banging down doors, man. People <laughs> like uh, I'm like okay, I, I have one or two scheduled appointments, but I'm going to go see as many people as I can. 
And, uh, you know, people think if they, they speak to the actual representative that that's the win. Mm-hmm. It really isn't, right? No. Speaking to their people is the win. <laughs> now, let me tell you, many times, you know, I mean, they're politicians. God yeah. bless them. So they, they, you'd be surprised they'll tell you anything. But yeah. uh, but their staff members are really the ones who do all the bulk of the work. And, yeah. and getting to know a staff member sometimes can be uh, a godsend. I mean, they can tell you what's coming down the pike, how to how to argue what you want how to get in front of them and, and so on and so forth. So yeah, the staff members sometimes are more important than the legislators. I hate to say that, it, but it's actually, it's true. Yeah, yeah. It, it's really true. And you know, having that relationship, I know I traded a bunch of emails with people from New York after, after that. And it was, it was really cool. It was really cool. I, um, uh, was able to get in, I think I see, I see about six people. Yeah, um, that's good. So, um, you know, and what, what was, you know, what was weird about the whole thing is there wasn't really, uh, anything pressing right now. So there, there are some issues with data uh, right. that are coming down the pipe. Right. Mm-hmm. And we're almost like we're being proactive, which is great because most of these associations are reactive. NCIS is actually proactive, which is awesome. That's right. Yeah. We're trying to get in front of it, but, but you know, uh, and I can't tell you how important that is just to get in front of them because when you go into these deals, you know, the, the they don't have an idea what a private investigator is. So when right. you say I'm a private investigator, uh, you know, they think who, yeah. <laughs> well, what do you do? I didn't write Magnum. Yeah, it, <laughs> relax. <laughs> exactly. So you know, part of what we're trying to do, and what we're trying to do at NCISS just as a whole, is just tell people we have a place. Right. We, you know, we are part of the justice system here. Yeah. You know, whether it's civil, whether it's criminal. You know, the police have their place. Uh, defense lawyers have theirs. Prosecutors have theirs. We we have a we have a place in our in the system as well. And so that's why we're here, and that's what we do. And just yeah. explaining to them the things, the good things that you do is, is extraordinarily important yeah i think like one of the biggest misconceptions that i was coming across that these folks have is, is they they're under the impression that we're data brokers right all we do is we just run our database searches and we resell all the information to everybody and and that's what their constituents are complaining about right but it's like no we don't do that we're highly regulated you know we get audited all the time like we have to you know there are certain guidelines that we have to um, abide by and and it isn't one of this you know download and sell to whoever is going to buy it situations and they don't realize that you know so being able to have that conversation with them face to face educating them right mm-hmm. hey this is i'm matt this is what i'm here about this one do it it look it makes a difference right it really right really does i walked away from from that uh, hit the hill um just really impressed and i went right back to my state association i was like <laughs> on fire it's like yeah oh, check it everybody this is what we did well, well, it, 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 i can't tell you how important that is and if people are listening we really want you guys to come to us because uh, you know and i i mean as you do this business for as many years unfortunately as i've done it you you get cases that may be interesting to you but healthcare fraud just doesn't ruffle anybody's feather but there are guys out there now who are you know chasing down somebody's lost child yeah. and and you know uh, reuniting somebody who who's been lost for many years i i talked to an investigator this morning who was uh dealing with a case where two two uh, women had been switched at birth oh, in wow. a hospital wow. those are the types of cases that frankly uh, make us look great and, and we want you to bring them to us and you, right. we want to talk about them and a lot of those cases you get within your first five years of startup because you you take anything that'll come in the front door oh, and course. a lot of times they're phenomenal cases you don't know what you have until you have it and right it's like right. one of those things where you're going you're, you're you start going there and you're like wow like this is crazy and that's one of the things you get when you um 
when you graduate from field work, right? When you take yourself out as the owner of the business, say, okay, I'm going to be the president now instead of the field investigator. It's like you lose those stories. You do. You, know? you really do. Yeah. I mean, I hate to say that, but that's just one of the things that happened. So I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's someone else's turn. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And then you then you realize sweating in a car all day is not a great deal either. Yeah. So. Well, listening to podcasts, yay. <laughs> that's a good thing. Right. Um, so, yeah, NCISS, um, it, it's really an integral part, right? So um, I love the way um, you guys advertise, right, that it, it's it's not only being a part of your state association, because that's part, an important part, too. It's almost right. like that two-ticket uh, system, right? It you is. Got, you got to basically go hand-in-hand. Hand. And one of the initiatives that you, you guys have on your board, I noticed um, when I sat in the meeting, was that that real push to have the state associations involved, right? So there were state associations that were involved and maybe fell off a little bit. Um, New York came back. That was one right. of our things that we were looking to do. And really working together to support your state association, but also having it as part of a collective that now everyone can can work together uh, in different regions, I thought was really neat. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, what we're finding, and I'll just, you know, if you're a part of a state association, I'd really encourage you to get involved with us because – what we find, and uh, in fact, there was an article in USA Today about it, is that, you know, legislation in Wisconsin is almost identical to the legislation in New Mexico right? on whatever issue. They, they just cut and paste. That's it's crazy. A, that's a lot of what's going on. <laughs> yeah. And one of the th- reasons for the Legislative Advisory Board that we and getting these associations involved is to get everybody on the phone. And for instance, the most recent one, I, I had little to do with it. I let the, the states talk about it. and It was great. You know, some states said, hey, we're, we're fighting this battle and we're winning. Other states said, well, we're fighting this battle. Can you help us and send us a letter of support? And yeah. Can you help us? You know, how did y'all win that? And so it's 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 been a really kind of a, a great thing. It's something we're going to continue doing, I believe. And I, I think it, it could have some real success down the road as, as we get these battles. Data privacy doesn't matter where you're at. Right. Does it? I mean, it, it's yeah. really the same issues. It's important. I mean, and, and, you know, you bring up a good point, right? These states like feed off of one another legislative wise right so right. so a, a state officials say well you know we're looking to see what they do in california and whatever mm-hmm. they do over there we're going to adopt that <laughs> right <laughs> you know right. and well, that happens it's, oh it does it, yeah california had a very big victory recently with uh, the uber bill yeah. you know which was a deal that would prevent independent contracting let me tell you that could have killed our business of private investigators yeah. particularly for people who are, are working for different investigators as kind of subcontractors it would have just absolutely killed it. slippery slope man like yeah. how many hours a week are you working are you really you know, a full-time employee or a 1099, like that's, that's a, Oh, it's, it is, it is. And some hand grenade, bro. (laughs) Right. And some of these states want you to be a full-time employee so that you are, you receive the benefits of full-time employment. Right. And that's going to be hard for us to do. Translation. They want your taxes. (laughs) Yeah. They want anything they can get. Payroll taxes. (laughs) That's exactly right. So So it's interesting to see how it works because they do feed off of one another. And that's why it's so important to have your, your advocate on the other end, you know, Mm -hmm. like we all need to stick together and and do it. So I've been really impressed what I've seen. Um, So you're currently serving as the first vice president. um, Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And then I I run for president here, uh, here in about uh, three months in South Carolina. So we're going to be doing our convention this year or annual meeting really with uh, the South Carolina Scallies convention, a great bunch of guys and gals, great conference, Myrtle beach, which is a 
beautiful place to be in spring. Uh, so we'll, we'll see how that, that goes. I'm not angry about that. <laughs> My wife may be a little bit, but, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it, it, it's going to be a good time. It's going to be a good time. So I think, yeah. And, and, uh, you know, we'll see, we've got a lot of things planned for the next year. I mean, as an individual guys, I, I'd, I'd really try to encourage you to join because, you know, not only do you get that, uh, uh, association support, but what also is you get to see what the laws are coming down the pike. And if you know a little bit more, I mean, if you're going to be in the game for real, need to be in the game and know the law, yeah. you know? And so uh, we do a very good job at educating our own members. Hey, this is out there. Yeah. It's going to happen. Here's what it's going to look like. So what folks don't realize either is that it's a great sales pitch when, oh, yeah. when, when you're out trying to get business, right? When you're having that sales meeting, it's like, okay, well, what credibility do you have? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm a member of this association, that association, and you know, I'm a, the national association you know, that that's kind of like your um, your state association that advocates for your rights. So like in New York, it's the New York State Trial Lawyers Association. Right. right. So I am a member of an organization that's similar to that, but we do it on a national basis. Right. So the lobbyist that you have up in Albany, that's that's, you know, advocating for your rights. I have a lobbyist, too, but he's down in uh, yeah, Washington, D.C. Right. Doing the, doing that thing. So it, it's almost like. It gives you credibility. And even when you're testifying on the stand, you know, lay oh, down yeah. your, your foundation of, you know, why you're there. Well, you know, I'm familiar with the law and the rules because I'm a part of this association and I'm heavily involved. Right. Yeah. And I think, I think that the other thing too about NCISS that's good, you know, in your state association, you're, you're uh, depending on how big your state is, but I'm, I'm in Texas and I'll tell you, I don't know that I, uh, I get a lot of work from Texas because we all have known each other for so long. We all, you know, if I need somebody in El Paso, I know who to call. Right. Uh, but, but, uh, uh, and your national association is pretty good because I mean, really I, I see every day on our, our lists or work being swapped around. Yeah. Our questions being answered. Hey, how do I, how do I get a New Hampshire driver's license or, or how do I get a driving history out of Montana or, yeah. or just basic things like that. And it, it, that's invaluable when you need it at the last minute. So. Yeah. The, the, the list serve on NCISS is strong. There's just no other way to put it it man it's 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 impressive um and i've seen some associations that have good ones and some that that don't i feel this one is actually a good one um you don't really see nonsense go (laughs) right you know and and you usually see something every couple days or something on there you know yeah Yeah. and there is that that call to action you know legislative one that goes out but there is the hey i need somebody to cover this i got a surveillance in in vermont you know a 60 there was something today like a 16 hour surveillance in new jersey somebody was looking for yeah it's like oh okay all right that's that's good you can get work out of it too so there is there is value on that um so yeah i i've been um really uh the more and more i get involved and i've been a member for a long time but i never actually went down, yeah. down to hit the hill and you know i made a conscious decision because you know being on the board of my state association in, in new york and i'm as i'm starting to kind of go up the food chain mm-hmm. it's like oh, okay i'm a second vp now i should probably get involved with <laughs> in some of these national associations and represent new york yeah but it's been great i i, I uh like I said, I came home from from Washington. I was on fire. You know, it was yeah. like really cool. Well, well you know, and, and it's it's just one of those things. I mean, associations. I mean, if you don't have a meeting, if you're not, and you know, or hit the hill, or a chance to interact with people, it's not an association. Right. You can join anything you want. Right. But you really, and, and I would any any state association as well. I mean, get involved. If you get involved, you'll make lifelong friends. Yeah. You'll have people that uh, who will pick the phone up for you when you have that major case in some area. 
area. It just happened to me about a week ago. Right. Uh, outside of L.A., I needed something that somebody who's a lifelong friend got me taken care of. Right. So we got, we've got got to, to uh, you've got to really get involved in the associations. It, that's the bigger benefit, you know, right. Right. Than, than anything else you could get online. No, you're, you're absolutely right. And, you know, showing up and being present. So it, it's not only, you know, pay your dues and join the association, but actually go to the event. Yeah. You know, and it is a sacrifice. I get it. You got to fly somewhere. You got to take a couple of days off from work to, to do it. But what you get out of it, it's more than just what you're learning there. Right. We had right. talked about that earlier offline. Right. So you're showing up to be trained, obviously, but that's only half the, the incentive there. You right. Know, building right. those relationships. And, and, you know, we're all victim to it these days because everything's all digital. Right. Our interactions on Facebook or, um, you know, some of the other LinkedIn, some of the other social media groups where, you know, you have that interaction with one another, but you don't have that face to face. That's right. right? And when well, you, and, and you think you think, well, I'm going to go, but what I, I'm not going to learn anything new. Right. You know, well, you might not, you know, maybe, right. maybe not in the, in the, in the actual formal classroom setting, you might not, but I bet you do learn something. Oh yeah, you absolutely do. Yeah. yeah. And whether that's at dinner with uh, Joe or, or, you know, at, at, with Sue on the way down to the Capitol or whatever, right. you're going to learn something. So. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's so many, even just going out to Michigan, um, which is the, the other thing, like I, I love that you guys do, right. You tag on the state associations, uh, right. conferences. It's great. Yeah, it is because great. because you can stay on and stay and hear what's going on in South Carolina. You know, sometimes I feel like the state conferences, uh, you know, they they we've got some speakers now who travel to every state, right. a handful of them, but right. a lot of this stuff stays within the state. Right. So it's good to go and just hear what they're doing and how they're doing things differently. What's the new technology that they're using? And right. it's neat, you know. Right, and you know they're bringing in different speakers that maybe you don't know about too. So you're, oh, yeah. you're meeting new people, learn how to how to do new things. I thought the the Michigan like who wants to go to Michigan and I'm like I'm like oh I'll go check it out and it was raining it was cold like, it was cold you know, like they're like oh beautiful golf course it was awesome the golf course oh it was yeah it looked awesome. and, and the hotel was beautiful too <laughs> really beautiful yeah didn't play around at golf I mean it was <laughs> raining the whole time we were there um but you know it it, it forced you to interact with the uh, the folks that were there and um Man, I, I still to this day I got such great relationships I developed out, out of there. I did some of my first podcasting there, which was really cool yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's it, these state associations are neat, and you know we always try to pick the. Uh, you know, right now we're going to Myrtle Beach, and then we go to, to Arizona, which is would be nice as well. And you know, yeah. so you, you know they're not too bad places to hang out. So, so yeah, just being a fly on the wall for your board meeting and and uh, listening to like where are we going to go next year? Okay, well. Where is it warm and what time of year do we want to do this? <laughs> and where is it easy to get to travel for, you know, you obviously want the most people to show up. So. Oh, yeah, that's a tough decision, to be honest, because you've got the whole country and you've bringing people from California to New York, you know, and you're just so you've got to find a place. And, and then you've got to make sure that we don't neglect any you know part of the country. Part of the reason we're going out west is we haven't been in a while and right. we need to. But we love Arizona and I think we're going to have a great convention out there. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And, and I was actually just for Nally, I went down to Tampa. Mm -hmm. recently for that and I made some great connections for people in Arizona and what's crazy is is you know literally like a week later I get an email like hey I need some New York work can you handle this for me oh yeah you know and um it, it was interesting is uh the person I was using something came across the um the the board on the NCISS board and I I think they're a member of NCS but I'm not really sure and and sometimes what happens is the list server will go across and you know somebody who can handle it. Oh, what yeah. I always try and do is I send, I just forward it to them. Say, hey, I'm not sure if you saw this, but here, this oh, job is available. Idea. It's yeah. a great idea. And why it's great is 
it's coming from Matt. It's like, oh, I know Matt. I'll open his email. If it's coming from the listserv, sometimes it's just like, oh, I don't have time for this. You know, or yeah. they, may, they miss, miss it. Yeah. They don't see it. Well, you know, the other thing, too, that I think on these connections that you make at these associations is, is uh, you know, there is, hey, you may get work from it. Right. And I know that's in your mind right now. And a lot of a lot of people, it's in their mind. Hey, you know, I mean, I've got to be able to pay for these things that I'm doing. Right. And that's important. But, you know, the other thing, too, is, is like I said, you you make connections with the pe- people that you're going to hire. I can't tell you how many times that has made me look good when I have to go hire somebody in Tulsa or in Kansas City or someplace I, you know, you know, I, I would not have known but for an association meeting. Right. And I can call him, and he'll call me back at 9 o'clock at night if I right. if he has to. and says, I got it and take care of it next morning for you. Right. You know, I mean, that, that, that just gives you so much more power, marketability, and it's some of the greatest things in the world. Credibility. You know, oh, it's, yeah, it it's, does. It's the same thing with the World Association of Detectives. Same, same thing. I've had things internationally where somebody would call me up and say, like, uh, could you get me something from Rome? Yeah. Can you get this done for me? Um, you know, I need, or, or actually the question I came across was, do you know anyone who speaks Italian? Why? What's going on? Well, a client of mine in New York was on vacation in, in Rome. They had a car accident. Mm-hmm. So I need someone who speaks Italian that could interact with the police department. And I'm just like, well, I could probably get you investigators like in Rome. Would that be cool? Mm-hmm. And they're like, really? I was like, yeah, I can get you like five of them. Right. <laughs> so I went to the board and I said, I have this. I had five people to choose from and, and we were able to square away my client. Maybe look like a million bucks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, last week, uh, I, I'll call out a WAD friend, but uh, David San Martin uh, provided me a background out of Madrid, Spain within days. Yeah. And that's a hard thing to do out of Spain. I love yeah. Spain, but yeah. the, sometimes they don't move the fastest. God yeah. bless them. Uh, <laughs> Depends what time of year. If it's if it's August, you can forget about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But but he, I mean, and he did, did a phenomenal job. And so yeah. sometimes, you know, that, like saying, it's just being able to know somebody. When somebody says, "Hey, I need a background in China," you're not going to hang up the phone and say, "Well, I don't, I can't help you." Yeah. Well, you know, we actually have somebody. You know, somebody. China's a little difficult these days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, might want to be a little careful about that. Don't don't mail the report. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, you know, I. I I actually heard across one of the boards somebody was talking about you know the difficulty they're having in China right now with that epidemic going around that nobody's opening their doors so like mm-hmm. like the Chinese process servers or their investigators trying to get their work done a they're not coming into work and b if they're coming to work and ain't nobody opening the door for anybody yeah so. that's that's uh, that it, it, it's a very scary situation see what's crazy. going on there it's crazy how do, how do people get a hold of you if uh, if they want to get a hold of you they can uh, go to my uh, website which is beardeninvestigations.com you can call me at 1-800-943-2670 which is our main number and um, uh, you can email me at wes at beardenonline.com great so. Great. I appreciate you taking the time to come out here. And folks, really uh, check out NCISS if you can. I've been a member for, for a while and there, there's definitely value in it. You know, Hopefully uh, you'll get involved. If your state association is not involved as a partner, I suggest you contact your board and um, you know, have them reach out. It's not that expensive and the value is, is really there to do it. So again, thank you for taking the time here. and uh, Thank you for having me. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, I know we were talking about it for a while. I just had to wait for you to get back in town again. So <laughs> I appreciate you making the time for me and doing that. We'll talk to everybody real soon. So thanks guys for tuning in and catch you on the next episode. Have a good day. Thanks for checking out this episode. A special thanks to Wes for dropping by the studio while he was in New York City. It was interesting to learn how he operates as both an attorney and an investigator. 
Keep Beard and Investigative Agency in mind if you have corporate investigations or high net worth investigative assignments you need help with. Wes and his team are available to assist you all over the country. Don't forget to visit NCISS.org and consider becoming a member. It's so important to make sure our industry has a voice in Washington, D.C. when laws are being drafted. This is especially true when it comes to data privacy. And a special thank you to our new sponsor, Crosstracks. Don't forget the offer code PIP20 when you visit their site. Next week, Matt will speak with Florida private investigator Brandon Fortuno about social media investigation ethics. Have a great week and thanks for tuning in to PI Perspectives.